Hey y'all, it's your sugar here. And guess what time it is? 7.30 on a Wednesday night. So that means it's the time for the sugar show. Um, and hopefully uh, we have a good party like we've been having for the past couple shows. Okay, so I'm gonna introduce myself. My name is Natalie Sugar Brown. I am a female pugilist. So um, I am a woman that is a boxer and has made a living being a boxer, uh, an elite boxer for um, most of, I mean, I'm an old, old lady now, but uh, most of my life being an elite boxer. And so the Sugar Show is uh, my uh platform in breaking down the authentic experience and understanding of what it means or what it is to um, live the life of a female pugilist or a female boxer. So uh, tonight's show is titled Show Me the Money. And um, I I, I think we need to talk about the money in women's boxing because it looks like the money is getting good as opposed to what it used to be. So I want to break down what that means or what it is, what the, what the actuality is, what, what the real numbers are looking like in, in women's boxing and where that comes from. And like I always say, Please, please chime in, ask questions. I got my numbers, guys, my, my lovely assistants that will be coming through with the facts uh, or with the numbers, or, you know, we just, we just ride on and have a, a, a good little chat tonight. And if anything, you would just leave a comment down below. Oh, Hey, uh, Vinny Ollie. Vinny is in the building or in on the line, on my line, uh, saying hi. So, hey, you. Uh, so, it's me and you, and it looks like we got a little party started, okay? So, um, let's talk the money, okay? So, the, this, um, this topic is is important to to discuss because nowadays you're seeing or everyone want is jumping into our industry which is women's boxing because uh they finally see the potential of getting getting paid or getting some money out of this uh instead of fighting the other sharks and snakes in men's boxing uh uh, not, not to say that it's easier in our industry or in our neck of the woods. It, there is just now uh, a, a, a path that uh, they can see and they can walk. And, and if they're brave enough, that's what I see them doing. So uh, we're going to talk about um, where the numbers are coming from, net worth, all of these things. Uh, because I've, I've done a couple, I've done a few, uh, digging, digging and, and found out some numbers on these broads out here and 
who, you know, it, it's, it's shocking to see that things have turned around so tremendously for women pugilists, for women in boxing, that it's, it's almost too good to be true. So let's, uh, we're going to talk about it. Let's talk about the average um, purse or price of a female or women's bout. So for a woman's bout, it would range to put on for a promoter to have a woman's bout. Uh, A purse would range from... uh, putting on a, a, a match for about $8,000 right on up to about $40,000. And that's on average, depending on who the fighter is. Okay. So if it's an, if it's not a branded fighter, a fighter that really has no name, it's just coming on the scene. Uh, she's going to pay roughly or the promoter's gonna pay roughly about eight grand for her to get a match every time. And um, her purse out of that match uh, would be broken down from the, these type of numbers. So she, uh, the promoter would get 35% of the earnings, uh, the, t- the, the gate, ticket sales, um, anything that's involved in putting on that show, okay? Then the manager gets 33 and a third of that eight grand. Um, and then you got your trainer's fee, which is 10%. But the big kicker is the taxes. You're paying about 30% of that, of your earnings in taxes. So with all those numbers combined, if you if you do the adding, it actually adds up to over 100% of any earnings that a fighter, a female fighter may take home. So now where's the other money coming from? Okay. So the other uh the, the other earnings will come from sponsors um, they'll come from handlers, people who actually handle the fighter and take interest in them and whatever, whatever they negotiate, the payment or repayment would be in, in that situation would be separate from the the fighter's purse. Um, there may be a gate split. So the fighter may sell tickets and whatever the management negotiates with the promoter, the fighter may get a percentage from that. Uh, so K, uh, Jen Zen 56 comes in. Is this live? Your damn Skippy is live and thanks for showing up. Yes, it is live. Um, we, this is the sugar show live on seven 30. Uh, every Wednesday, every Wednesday night, and we on here talking women's boxing, uh, and and the the topics vary. So thanks for showing up. It looks like we haven't. It looks like the party getting started, started, started. Okay, so ask anything tonight. We're talking about the money, the numbers. 
where they're coming from in women's boxing. So if you have any curiosity or anything that you might add, any, like I said, curiosity questions you may want to ask about that, the, you got the floor, you got my attention, we can talk. Uh, and like I said, I, I always say, uh, this is not a platform where you get judged or crucified for knowing or not knowing. It is just um, a place that we can chat and sometimes just behave badly. Um, oh my God, so uh, KJenZen56 says, oh my gosh, I love you already. I love you too, thank you. Thanks for showing up. And look, you see this big smile you put on my face. Thank you. I needed that today. <laughs> so, yes, let's have a party. So, like I said, these numbers are being broken down. Uh, when you get in there, you sign your life on the dotted line. You sign your life on to say, I'm going to take this contract and I'm going to put my life on the line to try my best to beat that broad that's across the ring from me. Now, this is the fly in the ointment, okay? While the fighter now has to prepare for these fights, okay? So there's a life sacrifice here. We gotta get up in the morning. We, you know, we gotta put the work in. Some of us still have jobs while we're trying to do this, right? So if you're not a branded fighter, if you don't have a name just yet, like Sugar, when Sugar um, was an amateur, you know, Sugar didn't have a name yet. So she had to make, Sugar, she had to make a name for herself in the amateurs. And I was able to get sponsorships, endorsements, handlers from my name, building my name as an amateur which helped me survive the pros because they, they kept away from me in the pros. And I had to find other ways and other means of bringing income in as a fighter. Okay. So these sponsors, um, I, I think in women's boxing, we, we don't really push the, the, we don't push the field in the types of sponsors that are truly out there for women who do what we do. Okay, so we are considered, like we are strong women. We, I mean, we can market the hell out of uh, pretty much anything for, for women. Uh, many of us are beautiful. Uh, many of us are tough. Many of us are moms, you know, many, we, we have so many layers and, and different, uh, things about us as women and as women who fight that can sell the hell out of any product. But I don't see where um, the industry loves us or the people in the industry loves us enough to see us as that kind of a commodity. So uh, women are still being pushed or women right now are being pushed in the same light as our male counterparts. Right, so um, I, I don't know if I would be excited about selling beer, right? Being a, a, a someone that would uh, 
be uh, marketed to sell beer, but I know for damn sure I can be marketed to sell uh, women's deodorant or some kind of uh, beauty product or something like that, cover girls, some, you know, like I think the market needs to be explored a lot more for us to get that, that money in. Uh, K Gen Zen 56. I like, I listen, you already talking to me and I love it. Uh, you said seems to be the case with most women's sports. I would say, yes, that is the case with most women's sports, but you know, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to, it's, I, I gotta say this. It's so much harder, um, for a female fighter especially a, a, a female boxer, because we had to turn things around ourselves. We, like when we first started, it was considered unwomanly, you know, to want to fight or to be a fighter. When we first started, it was, um, it, it was weak for, boxing and women to be in the same sentence on the same line, you know, of a paragraph, like a lot of our, um, a lot of the, um, the decision makers thought that we were a real threat to the industry. And then we would take the stocks down, but look at us now, it looks like we add into the stock. And the, the thing about, us being added to the stock is I don't see where women's boxing is making the money or is getting the money in our pockets still. Uh, we're adding to the stock, but we're adding to the stock of uh, promoters who are still focused on male boxing and is not putting the money back into women's boxing. Putting the money back into women's boxing, meaning that you know, there are not just three names. Um, oh, Miss Scott comes in. Hey, sugar. Hey, Miss Scott. Uh, thanks for coming in. Th thanks for chiming in. Uh, let's get this party started. Okay. Yes. Um, well, we got people in here. <laughs> so, uh, Miss Scott, we're talking about show me the money in women's boxing. We're breaking down what the climate is in women's boxing. Uh, where the money comes from and why come we not making it still? Like why we not, why aren't we making as much money even though the money is there? So like I said before, you know, we got these promoters who are focused on male boxing. So Eddie Hearn, he is still focused on male boxing, top rank, uh, still focused on male boxing, you know, the, the, all of these big guys, but they see now where oh, well, we can bring without them spending too much money and without them going through a lot of the, the BS um, that the men uh, tend to stall on fighting. Us women, we, we tend to want to just get in there and fight for the glory, fight for the attention, fight to be seen which uh, we've got to start using our brains more in, in, in this game because we are, a lot of us have been exploited because of our hearts, because that we have the heart to just want to fight. 
Um, I'm going to bring up the most recent heartbreak for me in, in boxing, um, where um, it was McCaskill versus Abara for McCaskill's um, welterweight uh, titles. Okay, so Ibarra was a um, contender. She earned her way to being a contender. Uh, promoter, which is Eddie Hearn, um, McCaskill's promoter, put on this bout for a shot at McCaskill's undisputed welterweight title. That means she got all the belts. Okay, McCaskill's got all the belts, and she gave Abara uh, a an opportunity to fight her and possibly win all of those belts. Wink, wink. <laughs> um, but we've talked about that before. We talking about the money now. So this is the thing, right? I can't I can't let up off of this story just yet because it's just the more I've learned about what Ibarra has dealt with. And it, it's just a, 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 it's just such a familiar, haunting story that I have to share it with you guys. Okay, so, you know, we I'm all out for, yes, women empowerment, and yes, we're strong, and we don't need nothing in a, but yes, we do, okay? We need people in our corner, especially when we fight, we are not, we are tough broads, meaning that we will make the sacrifice and we will do what it takes to climb through them damn ropes and show up and show out. But that doesn't mean that we are not still vulnerable and we do not still need to be taken care of. Okay. We are mothers. We are wives. We are sisters. We are still women. Okay. So Ibarra um, took the fight, and from what I understood or understand, the purse bid for this fight was $40,000. So the promoter bid against other promoters, and the highest bidder won the purse bid to um, put on this fight, Eddie Hearn. And the highest bid was $40,000. Now... That 40 grand is to be split between both fighters and their promoters and their teams and taxes, the government, um, and, and, and anything, any other expenses that would have to do with that fight. So like I said, we're breaking down the percentages here. Um, the promoter gets about 35%. The manager gets 33 and a third the trainer gets 10% and the taxes is about 30%. Okay. So out of say 20 grand, because we split into 40 grand in half, McCaskill gets uh, 20 grand for the fight and Ibarra gets 20 grand for the fight. At the end of everything, all the numbers, everybody was supposed to get paid that night. Ibarra only walked away with $5,000 out of $20,000. Show me the damn money. Where did the fifteen grand go? Where'd it go? 
she went in there, right? And 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 she's the one that, you know, she put her life on the line. You would think that she'd walk away with a cool 10 grand, five grand. That's less than the minimum wage. That's slavery, right? Because it takes a, a fighter about three months to get ready for a fight. And she walks away with five grand. Okay. Now, this is where your manager comes in. If you got a manager that really cares about you and you're, and, and cares about you as a business, as a brand, they're going to make sure that they solicit uh, sponsors. They're going to make sure that you may uh, in, get a handler. Right? Getting a handler is, is a beautiful thing because then that handler has enough money to cover all costs. So if, if you just put it this way, you know, you don't have to come up out your pocket for that trainer fee, for the expenses of camp, for um, all of these things that now eat away at your purse. Um, but Ibarra didn't have that. And then on top of that, in the fight, the fight was stopped in round two or three, something like that. And I, it, it's just heartbreaking, like I said, where Ibarra sat in the corner, sat on the school stool, and after she realized that she got sold out by her corner, she said, stop, no more. I want to go home to my kids alive. That was jarring for me because yes, a lot of the times it's when you're on that stool is when you're in the fight is when you've taken the blows and you see sometimes your own blood dripping from your face. You realize that I'm, I, I got sold out. I'm in here literally fighting for my life. Okay. So, I mean, that's the, that, I mean, that, that, that's the conversation we're having tonight. If y'all have any questions about this, yeah, chime in. Um, that this is, this is the deal. So, um, lovely assistant, do we have any images? Oh, okay. So we're going to talk about Katie Taylor's net worth. Okay. So, uh, a net worth is basically everything that um, an individual uh, owns or the potential of money an individual can make. Okay. So I brought up Katie Taylor because Katie Taylor is boxing's darling. Okay. She's just a darling girl and everyone loves her and uh, she's, she's just the, 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 the face of women's boxing right now. And so, um, her net worth is, um, I've, I've done some research and her numbers range from $250,000 right on up to $2 million. Okay. So, um, she has made up to $250,000 for a fight from what they're saying out here. But the thing about women's boxing is all purses are public information. You should be able to call the commission up 
and see how much of uh, a broad got paid for her fight. But that's not the case. Um, because they don't pay much attention to women's boxing, the records are just not there. The records are not available. You can't find a, a number for what these broads out are, are getting paid out here. Hence why many of us, because I got to claim my sisters, I got, I've been robbed too. We get robbed out of money for our purses. Okay. So uh, Katie Taylor, her net worth is between 250,000 on up to 2 million. Uh, now let's talk, let, let's talk this real stuff. Okay. I have not seen then one cereal box or cereal commercial with Katie Taylor's face on it. I have seen none one uh, commercial or none one poster selling anything with Katie Taylor's little raggedy face on it. Where is she getting, where are they getting this number? Right? And I don't see nobody lining up around the block to buy a ticket to see Katie Taylor run around the ring uh, avoiding a fight. Yeah, I, I got to throw some shade because, yes, Kaylee, Katie Taylor, she can box. She's a good boxer, but she has this glorified amateur style. So she's not in there actually fighting. She's in there tip, 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 and she runs. So um, she has her and her trainer has... Um, done an excellent job of merging track and field with boxing. And she does a good job. She does an excellent job of it because she has not lost a fight yet. Wink, wink. Good job, Eddie Hearn. Um, yes, because yeah, if your promoter is putting on the fights, uh, no one's going to, no one's gonna be the person that says the promoter's girl didn't win. You don't get to come back to the party. You don't come, you don't get an, another job. So everyone's going to nod and say, yes, Katie Taylor, she's the what she won. She's the best. But like I said, the numbers aren't adding up that they're talking about for this Katie Taylor. Okay. And, and so I have to put that on the spotlight. I have to, um, we have to now wonder where are these numbers coming from? And um, we want to see these numbers now, Katie and Eddie and the UK um, Boxing Commission. We want to see these numbers on file. We want to see how y'all are coming up with Katie making, um, I mean, yes, pay-per-view, yes, um, sponsors, yes, handlers. But we want to see that stuff. We we. We want to see how real it is. Otherwise, somebody washing some money. Right? Um, lovely assistant, is there a, 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 another photo? Is there an, another broad that, okay. So we got Clarissa Shields. Uh-oh, it looked like the picture can't fit on the, um, can't fit on the screen. But y'all know what I, who she is and what we talk about. That's Clarissa Shields. Now, Clarissa Shields, that's a baddie right there. I can't take nothing from her. She calls herself the Guat. I don't think she's the Guat, but she's a great female fighter. Um, 
Guat meaning greatest woman of all time. Um, and no, there's been better, uh, there have been better fighters, Clarissa, but your IQ right now is second to none. Girl, you can fight. Um, now, her net worth is between $500,000 and $4 million. Okay. Now, I have seen Clarissa Shields' face on products. Like, she, she does that her, her, her management and her people, she, she is showing that she's hustling this money. Uh, and y'all hear the sirens. It ain't the sugar show unless you hear the sirens. Um, but she is hustling this money outside of the ring. Okay. Uh, I've seen her with the Dole endorsement on her boxing trunks. I've seen her with, uh, Hey Mike, Mike, you came to see me. I was and you came with the sirens. You know what? Sometimes now I'm starting to think that you're the reason why these sirens are, are blasting in the background. You naughty man. But I like it. Um, Kay Jansen, 56. You laughing at me? Listen, and you when Mike come on the show, you're going to love it, me and Mike, because we, we definitely... Um, <laughs> We definitely go at it. So in a good way, though. Um, but where was I? Yeah, so I've seen Clarissa don these, you know, she's don Dole uh, on her shorts. And and Dole is, you know, fruits. They they sell to the bananas and strawberries and, and oranges and all that good stuff. So, you know, they're using this strong woman to market fruit. I like it. Okay. All right. Um, I have seen her on, you know, ESPN, Sports Illustrated. This girl's face is in the place. So I believe that uh, she's using her um, value or she's using her, um, her value in the ring to draw value outside the ring. And, and hence, she's making this money. Four million dollars? I don't think so. I don't think $4 million, but I think she does have the potential to make millions of dollars um, if she is matched right. The reason why I don't believe this $4 million deal or this $2 million deal with Katie Taylor, because guess what? In order for you to be uh, expensive broad, you got to fight another expensive broad. And y'all ain't sharing the money. Y'all being some stingy bitches out here. Yes, I said it, right? Um, all of these women up here, in, in, and it's always been this game, even back in the day when Christy Martin was fighting, even back in the day when Lucia Riker was fighting, them punks were so scary, they wouldn't fight each other. They'd fight anybody else but each other. They'd make names up. They'd bring strippers out to strip club and fight them. They do everything except for fight a real contender, which is what's kind of carrying on till today. Now, I'm not going to accuse Clarissa Shields of doing that because let me tell you something. Clarissa Shields has fought everybody, okay? She, she's fought every bar that stepped up on her porch and challenged her to a fight. She came out with the, she came out with the house dress on, wrapped her hands up, and she gave them the business. I like that, right? 
But I don't know about you, Katie. Right? This last fight was Katie Taylor versus Amanda Serrano. So now all of a sudden, Amanda Serrano's a beast. Nah, ba- nah baby. Nah, boo. Your sister Cindy, a beast. But I don't know how much of a beast Amanda Serrano is, especially seeing that her record was accumulated from opposition, mostly in Puerto Rico. Okay, so Paddington, padding, a lot of padding maybe? <laughs> yes. Okay, so I let's call a thing a thing. She has fought some great opposition, but... The record was padded, and then she signed with uh, somebody, give me the name, Jake Paul, is it? Okay, who is now a YouTube um, celebrity that has turned into uh, a boxer, a, a, a top boxer, without even being a boxer. So this man, uh, Jake Paul, you know, we're going to pivot into this conversation with him, Um he was a, a, a YouTube personality, and he, uh, I don't know what he did on YouTube, played video games. I don't know what he did, but somehow he decided that he wanted to box. And because he had such a huge following from YouTube, Disney. Mike, you came in and said he had a following from, this man's a Disney kid. I'm sorry, y'all got to give me a minute here. We got a Disney kid making money in boxing and real boxers ain't making the, the money that he's making. Uh, K, K uh, Jen Zen 56 comes in. He was just a YouTube douchebag. Stop it, y'all, y'all, stop it. Y'all get into my heart now, like Fred Sanford now, you know, like somebody come come deliver me. Are you kidding me? This guy's a Disney guy that was a, a, a YouTube uh, douchebag, and now he's making all this great money and not, not even fighting real boxers in boxing. This is what I'm talking about. This is the show me the money I'm talking about, right? Because in boxing now, Boxing is such, boxing has cheapened itself so much that just for attention, like the, the, the sport is dying because, you know, we got these, we got these, um, uh, what we call we, these dinosaurs who are promoters, who won't change with the times, who won't give the industry an opportunity to evolve so they keep in that old dusty shit to where now a disney kid like jake paul can come into our industry not have a back boxing background this man has no boxing background hasn't won nan one golden glove nan one national championship not even a regional nothing and he's making all this money from boxing? It, this is disgusting. Um, our host says he initially rose to fame on Vine uh, before uh, playing the role of Dirk Mann on the Disney Channel series Bizarre de Vark for two seasons. 
all right, stop now. <laughs> stop it. Like I got to laugh to stop from crying, right? Because a fighter like me, right? I'm a female pugilist ranked number two in the world, arguably number one, right? That used to sometimes have crackers and sardines for dinner because shit was so dry. Right? Rank two in the world. In the world, Craig. That's from Friday. Y'all need to watch. That's one of my one, one, one of the best um movies if you want to laugh to watch. And this Disney kid comes and he's making all this money. It it, it it's 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 unreal right now. Um talking fight comes in, no amateur fights. Right? And so, um, I mean, we're we talking about this now. So, and now he's making or has the potential to make millions of dollars in an industry where people have died, have given their life and died because they fought real opposition. They fought real fighters. They, 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 they put their life on the line for some real shit. And this dude, that's not real is eating cake, is bathing, right? We've got to stop it. So now let's make rain, let's make way for the women. I don't believe these numbers. I don't believe that these, these women are, are $2 million fighters, $4 million fighters. They said um, Amanda Serrano is a million dollar fighter now. Why? How? Which, which bad broad did she fight? that um made us pay a million dollars katie taylor like who else because women this is one thing about women's boxing they don't like to share the shine you're only as good as your opposition right sugar ray leonard wasn't sugar ray leonard without roberto duran without tommy hearns without Mar marvin hagler and vice versa right they call them the four kings because the, the block was hot at the time, right? There was four bad mofos and they fought each other and everybody was excited to see that. Ain't no bad broads out here. I have to say that. And I'm not cutting none of these females down, but bitch, you ain't bad unless you fought another bad bitch. Yeah, press the bleep button, but we live. They, they gonna fuss at me later, right? You can't be, you can't claim to be the baddest if you ain't fighting nobody bad. You can't claim to make that bad money, right? That bad broad money. If the, the, the females you fighting ain't worth that money. So let's, let's, these numbers out here in, in cyberspace I'm bringing, I'm bringing it down for my people, for my people chiming in to, to really get an idea of what this looks like and to understand that, yeah, these women are, they talking about this while women like Ibarra are being sold out and, and being sent home with only $5,000 in their pocket because Ibarra's trainer probably sold her out for another $5,000 an extra $5,000 plus Ibarra had to pay him 
10% of her purse. So she didn't go home with $5,000. She came with, she went home with $5,000 minus the 33 and a third percent she has to pay her manager minus the 10% that she has to pay for uh, her trainer's fee. That's what's happening. That's why she quit the fight. She didn't quit the fight because McCaskill overwhelmed her and all of this that people are saying. She quit the fight because she realized this some damn bullshit. It's all shenanigans. And right from Eddie Hearn, right from McCaskill. Yes, McCaskill, I'm talking to you and I'm going to stay on your neck the whole time because you smile and you do that that little ugly goon mm, thing that you do. But listen, we out here in the streets and the streets is going to catch up with you playing with people's life like that, right? It's not a threat. This is, this is karmatic, right? Be good to be good to the industry, because just like how you took Cecilia Brekus's, uh belt from her, and now Cecilia is wandering through trying to find a home. Boxing's bag lady now, bag lady, because she done robbed people of so many decisions and so many opportunities that now she can't even get one. That karma is going to hit you too. Uh, Michael Orr comes in. Uh, how can you believe the purse payouts if the athletic commissions are going dark on revealing the information to the public? Mike, when you going to come on my show, when you going to come on the show and we talk about this though, right? This is supposed to be a date, Mike. This was supposed to be a date. So you know where I'm at at 730 on Wednesdays. Come meet me here so we can talk about it. Okay? Okay. So, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're talking about, um, <laughs> Mike comes in, you're making me blush. Ooh, I could make a lot of other things happen. To- Let me stop. Listen, this is the sugar show. That's another show. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I mean, this is the stuff we talk about. And listen, the sugar show is lighthearted. Like we coming on here. I'm not this stiff naked, you know, people that come on. Um, oh, uh, J K, uh, Jen Zen 56. You're awesome. Natalie. I'll see you next time. Thanks for chiming in. I'll see you next time too, baby. And you know what? Uh, this may be a short show tonight because I just wanted to wrap and talk about these numbers, okay? Um, me and Mike, we're going to come back and follow up about these numbers and, and really, uh, we're doing some detective work out here, right? We, we, we're talking about what these numbers are really looking like in women's boxing. And women, like, for the most part, yeah, a couple broads out here won the lottery and they're fighting and they're worth per se millions of dollars pay-per-view or whatever. But the reality is a good female boxer 
is going to be her net worth will probably be about 50 grand if she's active she'll be making about 50 grand per year that's just purse wise right purse wise she'll make 50 grand per year not including her handlers not including her sponsorships or endorsements, not including any other um, any other revenue that she might be able to bring in uh, from uh, her value inside the ring. Okay, that those are the real numbers. We want to get those numbers up to where uh, women are making, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars. Uh, or has that potential to have that net worth of a couple hundred thousand dollars regularly, right? But we're not there yet. I want to talk about, I, I'm talking about this topic tonight because when people think that we're making that much money, uh, the, the public won't push for more women's boxing because they think, oh, they're making money anyway. No, we need new faces in the place. More women need to make money. There's great contenders out here. And the great contenders are also being ignored or also they're being robbed. They're being, they're being taken advantage of because they're not able to make the money that they're worth in there. And okay. Um, uh, Kay uh, Jansen56 did say it seems like that for a lot of women's sports. But like I said, women's boxing and women's boxers, we climbed out the gutter. We climbed out the gutter doing this, right? Women's basketball players, they weren't, they weren't playing basketball underground right in bars in in like i said in mud, mud wrestling clubs in people's backyards in the streets in the basements they weren't bare knuckling you know what i'm saying there was an institution and an organization that had their backs know that women's boxing has fought tooth and nail for everything that we have now these youngins, these young broads that are reaping the benefits of the fruit of the sacrifices that many of us before them have made and, and the blood that we've shed in the ring don't understand that and don't know that to push the game forward. So my fear is because of their ignorance, we're going to go right back to where we were right being just you know the the one the, the one female on the card or the you know the novelty type of thing and we don't want women's boxing to be a novelty anymore we do want we do love that we are a boutique meaning that if you like to see women's women fight you going you going definitely buy a ticket for a women's boxing match um, if you like to see women in combative sports, you're going to definitely spend your money over here in our little booth uh, of women's boxing. But um, I, I, I just want I just want the 
platform now to be lucrative to where we can we can keep the shop open the shop can stay open because we're paying the employees and the the performers are being paid their worth and their value and these numbers are actually making sense so i mean that that's the show tonight uh we we have we we had someone new chiming in and i just love that um miss scott showed up uh tonight mike showed up uh vinnie ali showed up so we had ourselves a nice little party tonight okay and um oh uh, i think we have some more images but you know i've said my piece about this um yeah i've, I've said my piece about the topic um you know that this is the this is the breakdown of a net worth so the assets minus the liabilities equals the net worth and there go the sirens so you know mike is probably somewhere around here <laughs> um so the assets are you know checking accounts saving accounts retirement savings real estate autos all of these things that uh, the these fighters now might be able to uh compile from the money they're making in the ring wow and the liabilities meaning you know their debt their personal loans if they needed to take out any loans for anything uh if they were students or any type of loans you know mortgages on their 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 homes or on on their real estate um on their automobiles any other debt that they may have right but now their net worth is so high because they're able to supposedly generate millions of dollars or bringing that much money. But the only person that is making that money is the promoter. The only person that's going home with millions of dollars in their pocket is the promoter. And that's what I want you guys to understand. Like a lot of these numbers and everything, these, these ladies, I mean, let's talk about this is the breakdown of a purse. Okay. So say, say a lady got 25 grand, uh, for, as her purse for one of the fights, say, let's say this is a, what Abara was supposed to get when she fought McCaskill. Okay. So the winning purse, 25 grand, uh, the trainer now, aside from the side deal that he, he got for, for throwing his fighter under the bus, she owed him or she would have owed him $2,500 out of that purse. Okay. So then after that 2,500 is taken, okay. Then she ha would have had to pay her manager 33 and a third, which is a good chunk, $8,333. Okay. That's a big chunk. Manager might probably sold her ass out too right? For a couple thousand dollars on top of that. Um, and so the remaining amount is $14,167. Now we're talking percentage. You go and pay Uncle Sam, you go and pay the government, and that's about 40%. Damn near almost half of your damn purse, 40%, which at that point, you know, uh, after the you know the remaining fourteen thousand one hundred sixty-seven 
dollars, you're going to pay 40%. You're supposed to walk home with $8,500. You're supposed to walk home with that. But the fighter then, you know, may have had the debt of paying for her own camp. She might have had the debt of paying for her supplies. Like you never know what they may nickel and dime a fighter for. And and that's that's the game. And that's why you have to, even though you know, we talked about, Sugar talked about the team and and the team that you're supposed to have behind you as a fighter. If you don't have a good team, you better have a good brain in that noggin, a good head on your shoulders. And you got to know what you're going to at least walk away with for taking the risk and putting you signing your life on that line, right? Because sometimes signing your life on the line is not worth it. Like Ibarra realized that night on the stool, she realized everybody sold her ass out. She said, not, no more. I'm done. I quit. Right? She says, I want to go home to my children or to my child alive. She realized that they would kill her for that measly couple thousand dollars that she was going to walk away with. And some, some, some ladies have died. Some ladies have lost their faculties, can't write can't speak their name, that stuttering, because that marble was knocked around for a couple thousand dollars, okay? Show me the money. That's why Sugar's got a show, right? Because Sugar was able to navigate the, I mean, I don't, the numbers, my numbers aren't big numbers but Sugar navigated the industry enough to where um, she walked out, she left the industry with her faculties and she can have a show. And she continued to, she could continue to make uh, some, some income where she can continue to keep her value up in the industry. And so that's it tonight, you guys, for the Sugar Show. Thank you for chiming in. I had so much fun. Hopefully I can get my my uh, guest mic in for the next show. That would be something really, 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 really fun. And um, I look forward to seeing you guys next Wednesday at 7.30. Like, subscribe, and share. Like, subscribe, and share. Press the like button and the subscribe button and share some of this sugar. Uh, Tony's reviews came in and said, I came too late. Yeah, you came too late. We wrapping up the party. Tony, you going to come next week though? Answer me yes or no. Come next week at 730. Okay. We're going to have a good show. The party has been live for the past couple weeks. We have been having a party on here. Okay. So you guys, Tony, come back. Mike, you gonna be uh you gonna be on the, on here with me um cutting up, Miss Scott. Always good to see you on Wednesdays. Okay, um, K Jansen fifty six. Thanks for stopping in and come on back, Vinny Ali. Love to see you. Love to feel your vibe in the place. Okay, and all my other people, my talking fight guys, everybody that shows up. 
We have a party 7.30 on Wednesday, every Wednesday. Okay, come on back. Like, subscribe, share. See ya.